0: All right, now, we've been going over these first uh, four of them. And and what are these four things all about? What are they all about? What it looks like to be in that intimate partnership with God. What it looks like to live in that intimate partnership with God, to live in that kingdom world. That's right. Exactly right. Now, it kind of sounds like you guys proved my point. But I was trying to talk about last week of the habit that we have. <laughs> What's the habit that we have? The church habit of not, not living what we're hearing. We we're listen, hearing. and then do. forget about it as soon as we well. leave here. <laughs> oh, I know. Forget, forget it. So it kind of sounds like we're trying to break that habit and create a new, uh, a new habit where when you do listen to something about God's Word, you're either reading it or you're hearing somebody talk about it, you hear it, but then you take it and you put time into it. You go through it and digest that until you get to the point where you don't forget it. We're trying to get that, remember, wrapped up in here. And why do we we want it here? So we can live it here, right? So we can put those two together and live out what we're learning. We're doing what it says, okay? So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying, And you're going to keep hearing me continue to talk about that because we don't want to just build that, continue to build that habit. We want to break a habit and build a new one that actually is excited about learning something and then applying it to ourselves. That's what you want to do. So we're down here to number five. Number five. So I get a volunteer to read number five. You're going to have to read it loud. I'll read it. Can everybody hear me? So you got to come out as loud as I am then, okay? Say it loud. Say it loud, Carol. Come on. Okay. What do you do with your time when you are not working? Are you helping those around you to willingly surrender more to the reign of God and participate more in an intimate partnership with him? This is the world of the kingdom of God's beloved son that you have been transferred into. This is salvation. Okay. Whoa, breath, breath. Thank you. Breath. I think everybody heard that. Good. Maybe read more. <laughs> now, remember, Colossians 1.13, what does it say again? That's who we are. We've been... From this world. This world of what? Darkness. Domain. domain of darkness. And that domain of darkness is a world of what? What is that world? What is it? Blind ignorance. Blind ignorance. It's a, it's a world, a domain is a world of free will. So you're making your own choices, but you're blindly ignorant in terms of making those choices. Not a good combination, you know. When you give somebody, hey, you get to go do all these things, take it go do it, but, but you're blindly ignorant. So the choices you make are going to be really skewed. They're not going to be very smart. They're not going to be good because not only are you ignorant, but you're blindly ignorant. So you can't even see that you're doing these things. That's the world every single one of us come out of. Wait a minute. Let me rephrase that. That's the, That's the world every single person who becomes a Christian comes out of that world. Okay, that. Otherwise, if not, you're still stuck in that world. So you come, you get transferred into this new world, and that new world is what? Kingdom of God's beloved son. Okay, say that to me in a different way. It's the what? You're transferred to what? Intimate. People surrender to God and participating in intimate partnership with Him. Okay, that's the world now. It's a it's a world where you've surrendered to the king to God, to Christ you surrender to him you willingly do that it's not by force you willingly surrender to him and you actively participate in an intimate partnership with him that is the new world you're living in that's the new world he transferred us to that's a world that we don't know how to live in we don't know how to actively participate in that intimate partnership why don't we? Why is that not natural to us? Sin nature. It's what is it? Sin nature. Yes, it's that, that, that inward nature of who we are that doesn't have any idea. That's the world we have born into. We've grown into that. It's developed in us. That world doesn't have anything to do with God. We don't know what that looks like to live in that world. So now what is Christian life all about? Learning to do what? Participate Participate in that intimate partnership. That's what the world is all about. So now, that that's really kind of a scary thought. Because if we don't make that our priority, our purpose, if we don't make it that, then we're not going to. Because we don't know that world. We don't know how to do that. So we have to. Now, that's like a losing battle, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. It is? Yeah. I think it's a losing battle. Why is, I'm going to disagree. Because well, <laughs> it's my have wife have and I get to do that. <laughs> All right. You don't have <laughs> my flesh. My flesh lose. Really <laughs> <works
1: out.
0: laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going to lose Don't that order. No. <laughs> so now why? Well, my flesh fights against anything that I try to do for God. <laughs> they dis- bigger and stronger and he can win. <laughs> Does, anybody help- Does anybody disagree now with uh, as a losing battle? Wait a minute, let me say it this way. Derek, you disagree or you got something to say? <laughs> it's a losing battle if we continue the way we're continuing. There you go. Now there's a different way. What is, what is it that we have? Give me a Bible verse that shows something that's different. The Romans 8 1. No uh no no, Now there's no condemnation because you've got something that's going to change you. What do we got going on over okay, here? Wisdom given from God. Okay, wisdom given from God. And to recognize truth. Okay, to recognize truth is a su- my, super starting point. My grace. Okay, that it is. We can't okay. hear. Okay, of- that's <laughs> grace vision for you. Is my power is perfect. Okay. But you know what we need, though? Here's what we need. We have to have something to get in here. Because we are what goes on in our heart, what we think in he, uh, here. So us, we need something, a biblical a verse helper. concept. What is it? He's giving us a helper. He's giving us a helper. Give me another verse, though. John 14. Okay, what is that? Say it again. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, fine. you're good, you're good. Exactly. you yeah, that. That's what God said. Joshua 1.8. Go ahead. The, the, this book of the law should not depart your mouth. You're to meditate on it day and night. But how's that going to tell me? Where's What comes out of that? Because you're putting it into the the parts of your brain that whenever you start acting it'll come out to the what, what's the rest of that verse the two words so that follow that is, so that yes can so, go ahead all that is uh the will of god and all that is required in it so that you can do what he has said that's exactly right but now how's that going to happen just because i'm thinking these good thoughts you're still missing it. You're still missing it. There is um, uh, we're, we're fighting a losing battle. Do not, do not be conformed the world. But answer answer from. From. Do it. You do it, yes, James. but you can't. No, I don't. Have it? <laughs> <laughs> Open your body. See, see this is this is the problem. We don't have it right here. It's gotta be right here. Second Corinthians three. Seventeen. Josh, you know that verse. So familiar.
1: Maybe.
0: To, to do I know it, but I don't It'll understand. Second it. <laughs> <really good. laughs> yeah, Corinthians three seventeen. Can I have you ask the, wait what was the original three? question? Oh, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can can <laughs> we so we've been transferred in there this is, sounds like a losing proposition to me. <laughs> No, yeah, the Spirit of the Lord. Yes. Okay. The is okay, now what does this say? Let's all. You guys all got that? Yeah. Someone want to read it? Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Okay, hold that right there. there is freedom. Now the Lord, who's the Lord he's talking about? Jesus. Jesus, the Lord, okay? The Lord is what? The Spirit. Is the Spirit. Okay, keep reading. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, where is the Spirit of the Lord? It's right in here now. He put it in our heart. Okay, so it's there. and It says if if it's there where the Spirit of the Lord is, what? There is freedom. You know what that word means? The ability to do what is right. The freedom, the ability, not to do anything. That's not what the word means. To do what's right. Not to do anything. The ability to do what's right. Where does that come from? Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who is? The Lord. And the Lord is who? Jesus. And then who is Jesus? God. God in the flesh. I don't know if that fully answers the question, because how do we get the Spirit? There you go. Beautiful question. That's why I pay him the big bucks, to sit right there and ask questions that I need to go over. (laughs) Cost me an arm and a leg, but it works. Because once (laughs) we have the Spirit, yeah, that's true. How do you get the Spirit? That's the biggie, isn't it? That really is says it all. Mm-hmm. How do you get the spirit? Yes, but I'll tell you what. Let, let's see it. Let's look at it real quick. Let's yes. I don't like that. Okay. I like keep going. Keep going. It's given to me when I'm favored by God. Ah, I like that. Now here you go cuz I can't do anything to get it. I can't get it. Hey, okay, it tells you if you mourn, you'll get the Spirit. Okay, let's take a look here. Matthew 5. Will we will be comforted, yeah. Matthew 5. It tells you if you mourn, you get the action of the Spirit What is Matthew 5 all about? The, yeah. oh, okay. yeah. What is How Jesus doing when he sat down and, and gave us this amazing sermon that we call the Sermon on the Mount? What is that really all about? <laughs> we can talk about it later. What is it all about? The the kingdom. It's all about what? The gospel of the kingdom. How do we know that? It doesn't say that there. Right I guess he it. said his purpose is to preach the gospel. And where does he say that? Uh, Luke 4. Luke 4.43. 4, well, what does also, Luke 4.43 say? Matthew, before, right before that, doesn't it talk about him going place to place preaching the gospel of the kingdom oh, but what does it say in Luke 4 43 really essential this gospel of the kingdom nope. nope. oh, no no I must preach yes. the gospel of the kingdom to other cities also yes because the prayer. group the people he's around they're trying to get him to stay there because why not he's been healing everything that's been going on doing all these miracles I mean my goodness look Christ was wiping out disease all these people well they didn't want him to leave They want him to stay, absolutely. Who wouldn't? So they want him to stay. But now he says, I'm going to be leaving. And they they go, well, well, please, please stay with us. And he says, I can't do that. Why can't he do that? What is the main reason he said, I can't do that? Because he was sent to do something else. Because he he was sent by his father to do something else. And what did his father send him to do? Preach the gospel of the kingdom to all the cities. All the cities. Take that gospel of the kingdom to every city and village going. Now, that's what Jesus said he was sent to go do. So now, when he said he was going to go do that, and here he is sitting on a hill, sitting down in, in Matthew 5, and he sits on a hill, and he's going to talk to people. What is he going to talk to them about? Kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. That's what he's going to talk to them about. Because you know what it also says in Matthew 18? He always did what was pleasing to his father. He didn't vary from that. He always did what was pleasing to your father. If his father said, I want you to go teach a kingdom everywhere, then guess what he's going to do? He's going to teach a kingdom everywhere. He won't be like us. Okay, it's uh, 6 o'clock on Thursday, so i got an hour I'm going to kill here by doing something God wants me to do. That's not how Jesus worked. (laughs) Jesus did it everywhere he went. All the time, that's how he lived. That's what he did. And he said, I was sent. To teach go everywhere, city, city, village to village, and teach all about the kingdom. So, if that's true, then we know open the Bible up anywhere in the gospels, and he's teaching about the kingdom in some way, shape, or form. We just don't understand the kingdom enough that it just jumps out at us. Put some time in it, and you'll start seeing that. Now look what he look at Matthew 5. No, Matthew five, we call it the Sermon on the Mount. And He's teaching everywhere he goes about the kingdom. How does he start these Beatitudes, what we call these Beatitudes? Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed Blessed are the poor in spirit. What do they get? The kingdom. Whoa, really? Blessed are the poor in spirit. They get the kingdom. They get the kingdom, poor in spirit. So, So wait a minute, what's the next one? Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn. What do they get? They get to be comforted. Be comforted, and so we need a little definition. What, what does it mean to be comforted? In the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's the word, the verb for the Holy Spirit, Paracletos. That is the verb of the of the noun that is translated into the Holy Spirit that we see all the way through the Bible. This is the action of the Holy Spirit. This is the Spirit of He's going to he's going to have this action with you in an action he will comfort you what is he comforting you over your broken state your bankruptcy. exactly right your brokenness the recognition of who you are now that's what he just said and not my words all I'm doing is we're just going to what he said he said that's how you get the kingdom and that's how you get the spirit (laughs) because where, where is the king what is the kingdom of God in, in, in terms of, yeah, thank you. In terms of, what is the Greek word, the Vasilia, what does that mean? Rain. The reign of that rain. ruler. So that reign, how is that? How, you, how is that going to happen? You're going to get that. By being pouring spirit. And you're going to pour in spirit. How's he going to give it to you? He's going to give it to you. How does the Holy Spirit? How does the King reign on this planet today? I thought you were taking your hand up real quick, Shirley. But, okay. How? Within us. Within us. Take a look at something. This is not something new. Jump back into 2 Samuel. Go back to 2 Samuel. 7. David has appeared before, or asked God. You, Nathan, he's asked God. I, I, I'm in this beautiful house now. He's had he's been fighting wars all around him. He's been fighting, fighting, fighting. They have the tabernacle now. If you've ever put any time into learning about the tabernacle, the tabernacle is really this beautiful blend of the holy with the common, sitting in dirt, sitting in dirt. The ark of the covenant is sitting on just in, in this dirt-like atmosphere beautiful little tent around it kind of like that one (laughs) a little tent around it okay a little more gold a little more gold (laughs) in it though than we have Uh, about 99.9 tenths percent more (laughs) still still under (laughs) but still under so it's it's there it's this mixture he wants to build this beautiful temple because he said this isn't right I got this beautiful house you don't and, and God, I love God's sense of humor. He goes, David, you're going to see the sense of humor in it. David, now, number one, I've never asked you to build anything other than the tabernacle. But he said, really, honestly, let's think about this for a moment. What could you build me for me to dwell in? He says, my throne's in heaven and my, the earth is my footstool. David... What are you going to build for me? How are you going to build a place for me to live? Really, David should have just stopped right there and went, that's a beautiful question. (laughs) Good question, Lord. Let's let's talk about that a little while because I can't figure that out either. I'd like to do that for you. But God lets us do things a lot of times that are not part of his plan. Temple was never part of his plan. The tabernacle was. He said, all I've asked you to do is build me, the tabernacle, keep it and do all my sacrifices and use that. That's what I want. Because see, the tabernacle so perfectly represented the entire plan of God, where the temple was totally different. It was stationary. It was stationary. So now people came, had to come from miles around. The tabernacle, oh my gosh, it was beautiful. People followed it. We now have a church building. Kind of that similar thing. And we actually call it the church. It's not the church. It's the building. Where's the church? Right here. It's the people. That's the people. That's who really is the church. The ecclesia, the called out ones, that's who we are. We just have a building. But you gather in. But that's not the church. But it has taken on that quality and character in our mind. And we lose that concept of No, no, that's not the church. We're the church. The tabernacle had that concept. People followed God wherever he went. That's what they did. And so look what what God says to David. He's going to let him build it, but look what he's going to do. Because this is what he says. Look down at verse 12. David, he's talking, when your days are complete and you lay down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you who will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom beautiful who's he talking about Jesus. we immediately would probably think well Solomon oh God looks so much farther beyond we see an immediate you know we don't see too far down the road we just don't do that we're always so short sighted look at let's keep reading he shall build a house for my name so we're thinking there it is temple Now let's keep reading and I will establish the throne of his kingdom how long Forever. Obviously, that wasn't the temple. That didn't make it forever, did it? In fact, they rebuilt it three times. (laughs) Where is it now? When? Where where is it now? Yes. Yes. Obviously, that's not what they were talking about. What God's talking about? I'm going to build him this kingdom forever. You see, way back then, it's already been established that he's going to. It's all going to be a kingdom that that he's going to reign from. From that. Throne, his kingdom is going to be forever. And now, where is he going to build that house from? Where is he going to build that house? Is he going to dwell in? Where is he going to live? Where is God going to permanently reign from? Some day down the future, where is that? Through his his people. What did Matthew five three say? Yeah. Porn spirit. He's going to reign from within a porn spirit individual. Wow. is that incredible? He's going to reign from within the poor in spirit individual. What does it mean then to be poor in spirit? We probably ought to know that, huh? Bankrupt, destitute. Uh, well said. You've done this before, haven't you? <laughs> Bankrupt, destitute. God's kingdom. It's a, This is an amazing Amazing, amazing, amazing concept. Look at 1 Corinthians 2. We've gone over this before, but we need to catch this again. 1 Corinthians 2. And let's jump into 12, verse 12. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. The spirit who is from God. Now the Lord is the spirit. And we've received the spirit who is from God. Why did he give us that? Why did he give us that? So that we might know the things freely given to us by God. Oh, he's given us a spirit. He's opening up a a relationship here that's really going to be something. He's giving us the Holy Spirit who's going to teach us. He's going to teach us the things that we need to know. Keep going here. Which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom. Wow, that's kind of some interesting wisdom. Wisdom that's not taught by humans. What's it come from? Who? Yeah, right from God, through the Holy Spirit. He's going to teach us this. And how's he going to do that? How is, this the big question, how in the world is that going to take place, that God is going to teach us? By combining, jointing the spiritual with the spiritual. Those two words. They're a translated spirit. It could be my spirit, human spirit. It could be God's spirit. They'd be both be translated as spiritual. Same thing. Now, interesting thing about the word combine It means that he's going to joint two things together that don't belong. Two things that don't belong. Is there anything in the history of the universe that doesn't belong together any more than the holy being of God Connected to Michael with the corrupt, <laughs> fallen human spirit? And put those two together? No. Joint those two together? Oh my goodness, that's absolutely, absolutely crazy that shouldn't happen and of course that's what God says but that's what God chose to do way back he's telling Samuel okay we're gonna build my throne he's telling David my throne is gonna be a whole lot different <laughs> and for the sake of time just in it also says in, 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 in John 18 Jesus says I, I'm, not, I'm not coming here this my kingdom is not like this world you, you don't understand yes I'm a king but it's not like this world. It is something entirely different. Entirely different. And it is. See, his king, his kingdom is going to reign from inside of people, inside of human beings that are his own. And those people are those who have, how do they get that Holy Spirit? How do they get that kingdom rule? You guys tell me now. How do they get it? How did Jesus promise to give it to us? What has to take place? Gospel what? He, die. What did he, he did. Okay, tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. To make that way. Tell me a little bit more about and that. Have, Explain have, that have, a little have, more. Have, well, sin is in the way. And how was that in the way? You Separated from God. Okay. Because of our sin. Okay. So Jesus died and took on our sin. Okay, took on. Yeah. So that. Took it on. What do you mean? He uh, paid the price for what we deserve. Okay. He became that that ugly sin. He became that ugly sin. And what did he do when he became it? nailed it to the cross. He okay, was nailed to the cross and what happened? The wrath of God was a That's it. The wrath of God judged that entirely every single facet of that. Nothing more, nothing less. Every single one. Okay. So what did he do then when when that was, when that happened? What did that do? I'm going to say it freed God to do something. Well, I think propitiation probably would describe it the best way. It's the means God used to lavish grace and mercy on us sinners without violating that judicial righteousness. His own judicial righteousness. Mm -hmm. Yes, propitiation. That's atonement. Say that louder again. It's talking about propitiation. And propitiation is the means God uses. Okay, got that? The means God. What's that mean? The means God uses. It's Christ. It's something he's going to do. Okay, the means God uses to do what? To lavish. To lavish us with grace and kindness without doing something. Violating his judicial righteousness. Yes, he can't just do that. That'll violate his judicial righteousness. Something had to happen, and that's what Brian's talking about. That's what the cross is all about. See, the cross so completely took on everything that stood in the way of God building his throne on earth within us that it completely removed it. So then God was free to then joint with our spirit because our spirits have been completely paid for all the ugliness that it is, freeing God then to do what his plan has been all along, to live inside his people, rule his kingdom from within them. Unlike any other kingdom in the world. And that's what he was doing. And that's what the cross is all about. To free God to be able to do what he said he's going to do. He couldn't just do it. So it freed him. So now, now, how do you get that then? Poor in spirit. That's what he says. If you recognize your bankrupt spiritually, morally, bankrupt inability to be what I want you to be, I'll give you my kingdom. And I can do that because my son has paid the debt for the entirety of everything you have you will that all you owe me of everything you've ever done in your life taking that out of the way so now his kingdom can come and live inside of us so now that's going to come to us in another form it's going to come to us through how do you get the holy spirit the paracletos when you mourn for that condition that realness of that porn spirit should turn my heart inside out and mourn. And when it does, he says, my spirit will comfort you. It will come alongside you and comfort you because there is no condemnation to you because of what Christ did. That's how you get this. So now, back to long answer to what Joanne was telling me. Yeah, it's a losing proposition, except We get the greatest power in the universe to come and reign, rule in my life, joint together with my spirit, so that now where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom to do what's right, to do what's right. And that's where faith comes in. Do I believe that or not? So now back to our paper here. Look at, so now, with that idea in mind, now watch what happens when we go over to this passage. James chapter 4. So now, here I am, I'm that guy, the throne of God is living inside of me now. Reigning from inside of me. What a privilege. I should be nothing more than on my knees most of the time. Surrendered to God. What a, what he has done. It's incredible. And look what James 4 says. James 4.4. Four. You adulteresses. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. What happened here? You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. You see, when the king, um, when the king moved in, he has a demand. <laughs> he's, he's pretty demanding. But he's pretty quiet about his demands. And lets us do so much of what we choose to go do. Even to the point where I can be a friend of the world and turn myself into an enemy of God. What, is it? what an amazing statement. To be a friend of the world makes me an enemy of God. We better know what that looks like. What does it mean to be a friend of the world? I like what they like. Okay, like what they like. That's... Well, it's one thing about friends, isn't it? If you're friends, you're going to have a bond. You're going to be together. In fact, I love what Amos three three says. Can we walk together? Says it really beautiful in King James. Can two people walk together unless they both agree? If you really want to be friends, can can you marry? Would you marry someone that you don't agree with at all? No, 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 no. And you pick your friends, don't you? You pick them. There's lots of people around you that you run around with all the time, but you pick your friends. You pick people that you agree with. They're kind of synonymous together. You'll have these same kind of likes and dislikes and things like that. A friend of the world. You like the world. You live in that world. You spend more time in that world. You know, the only way you really be a friend of somebody is you spend a lot of time with them. That's how you become a friend of somebody. I've got a lot of acquaintances I've had in my life. They're not friends. They're not to that place where I'm a friend of because I don't hang out with them all the time. But my friends I hang out with. That's what I go do. I live around them. Friends of the world, if you hang out in the world and you like that world, that's the world you really like hanging out in, then he says, you're my enemy. Whoa, that's scary. Now, why is that? Let's keep reading. Verse 5. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the spirit which he's made to dwell in us. You see, he gave us his spirit. And he wants that relationship with us. From that spirit. He wants to have that. Does that mean we're not going to be in the world? No, i got to live in the world. I gotta walk in the world. I live in the world. But but what does that mean about my relationship with the world? What do you think he's saying here? Because he jealously desires that spirit that he's made to dwell in us. What do you think that means? I would say that everything we do has service to him. Oh. You know, can. yes, the Spirit says, you're not your own, you've been bought with a price. The Spirit told us that, that lives inside of us, told us that, it was Paul wrote Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. You're not your own, you've been bought with a price. He owns us now, I'm a slave to him. And so our relationship with the world is different. Like when, when I was in the domain of darkness, I could do whatever I wanted to. When I got transferred to the kingdom of his beloved son... I'm his to do then what he wants me to do. And that's our number four, is what do you do with your time when you're not working? Can I not go play? <clears throat> can I not go golfing? You can do anything you want. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> well. It, I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go golfing because that's not my thing <laughs> but going to the beach with friends, you bet I can and how do you do that with what Belinda said with what James 4 5 says well, I could take somebody else with me or I could just sit and thank God for his creation as I'm building in a sandcastle when I go to the beach one of the things about a beach that is kind of I like the beach that I don't like the beach, because when I go to the beach, there's about a hundred thousand people around me, (laughs) and they always seem like they keep encroaching in on my little space, (laughs) you know, I start out, and I look for a spot, go, okay, I got a little bit of room around me, okay, four hours later, it's like, when did they move next door to me, when did that person is, this kid just threw up on my blanket, how does all this get around me, man, I I left a little bit of space, but. What happened? See, it it gets really crowded down there. I mean, big time. And so all those people have people with them. Are they fulfilling James 4 or 5? See, how do we do that and still fulfill James 4 and James 4 or 5? You know, you, you you can do the same thing. You can do it all over here and... Have that same beach experience and do all that. Have people with you and everything else and be a friend of the world. Mm. Or you can do the same exact thing, go to the beach, bring people with you, and fulfill exactly what Jesus said, I and I desire. Would say, I would say, my too, spirit. that um, you know, the richness of friendship and the like it, it brings the depth of friendship to a level that's way more intimate and way that that bond between friends i mean it's like i could go i could go and we can talk about what's happening on instagram and it's like you come away and it's like you ate with cardboard cardboard day. <laughs> or you can go and you can talk and meet with friends and talk about the richness of god's word and it's today, so. and, and grow that relationship so you can explore that talk with them about it build that Now, that's a different purpose. See, that's a purpose. You're there to do something for growing the kingdom of God. i got to show you something here real quick. Here we are in San Diego. Okay? Here we are in San Diego, right here. 7,400, no, 7,640 miles that way is something. Anybody know what it is? 7,640 miles that way. England. England? England. Mm-hmm. What you do you think it is? Hawaii. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. I don't know what way that is. Israel. Israel, Jerusalem. Good call. Jerusalem and Israel. Seven thousand six hundred and forty miles that way. Now, open your Bibles might be a foot or two off on that. Could be. (laughs) I rounded up my number. It was like 38, actually, degrees, but I just rounded it. Matthew 24. Someone want to read to me verse 14. Where is Jesus speaking? Jesus is speaking right there. Where is he? Israel. Where? Jerusalem. 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 7,640 miles that way. (laughs) He is... And now read Matthew 24 14. Loudly. Loudly. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. 7,640 miles from Jerusalem is right here. One third the way around the world. I think we qualify. We're in the world. We're in the world. We're not in Jerusalem. We are in that world, he said. Go into the world and preach what? The gospel of the kingdom. kingdom. We're in that world. That's where we live, rub shoulders with. That's where I eat, drink, sleep, work, go to the beach. I'm in that world, 7,640 miles away from where he said it. I'm in that world. That's pretty cool. I was born here. I was born over here in this world. I'm in it. So now, then, this takes out a whole new life. I'm in that world. He's given me his kingdom to rule from within me. I was poor in spirit with him. I mourn for that. I do quite often. He's given me a spirit. He gives me the Holy Spirit to comfort me. He rules from within me. And what does he want me to do? Grow in that relationship with him. Surrender to him and grow in that intimate partnership with him and do one other thing. Help others do that. Help others do the same thing. That's what I'm here to do. That's what he wants all of us to do. Then help others. Guess what? Go do anything you want. Within certain reasons, but I mean, go do it. Go do it. Go play golf. Go do anything. Go to work. Go do those things. But but but, you're there for a purpose and that purpose is for you to grow and help others come along with you doesn't matter where, doesn't matter who you're not Jerusalem, you're fulfilling when every time you do that you're growing in that relationship with him and you help others come into that relationship with him and help grow in that you are actually doing exactly what he said to his disciples Matthew 24, 14 in Jerusalem We get to do that right there. That's pretty special. That's pretty special. And that's what he's given us, his kingdom. That's what it is. That's a throne of God living inside of us. That's that partnership. You're not out there doing it by yourself. If you were, it wouldn't last very long, and it wouldn't be very effective. But he partners up with us to then, he gives us this tremendous privilege. Well, what are we going to do in our spare time when we're not working? Well, I can be teaching my children. I can be working with my wife. I can be working with my neighbors. I can be working with friends. I can go all of these things and explore that and expand it, just grow it, and do exactly what he said there. Well, I go do anything, and if I go golfing, guess what I'm using my money for? If that's my purpose, I'm using my money exactly what it said in Luke 19 to expand his kingdom. Whoa, really? That's what you get to do, and that's your purpose. Now, I played a lot of golf, but that wasn't my purpose. My real purpose was to go kick my children's fanny. I admit that. Loud and clear, right here. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three is not bad. <laughs> but, but see... You can do all those things. If that's your purpose, what is your purpose in life? If that's your purpose, go do it. If the kingdom is your purpose, man, go live life. And go take the kingdom message to that life you're living. Everywhere we go. That's what God wants us to do. we got one more verse that goes along with this. It's up there on that board. This time I'm not going to give it away so easily. One more verse and we'll close out with this How about, let's look up Ephesians. You see Ephesians up there? I was gonna say. Ephesians yeah, okay. five. Mm-hmm. Where do we see it? Sixteen thirty-seven. Brian, Brian did it. In, well, he uh, said it earlier uh, so. today. Ephesians. That's Oh, that's yeah. Sixteen through eighteen. Let's go there. No. Let's go there. Ephesians five, sixteen, three. Those are the ones there. What's that? Start at 15? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good. We can start there. Yeah, let's do it. You want to read it? Season 5, we'll start at 15. Look carefully then. Walk not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time as the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Oh, see? I'm sorry, and do not get drunk with wine, that is debauchery, but, the, the but be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. You see what he wants us? To be filled with a Spirit. You know what that word filled means? completely taken over by the Spirit of God. Completely. And it's in the present tense meaning all the time. It's not like in 10 minutes you would be filled with the Spirit taken over but no, it's the next 10 minutes too and the next 10 minutes too and the next 10 minutes and the next 10 minutes and, 10 minutes, and it's all the time. It's in the present tense all the time he wants us to be completely taken over by the Spirit of God. And what is the Spirit of God going to do with us? Transform us transform to, to us, and teach us all the things of our God, he's going to change us into his image he's going to show us and teach us the things he wants us to be completely taken up with the spirit of God all the time be, be yeah, that's good Good, yeah. yeah, but don't be stupid he says, don't be stupid be wise, use your time, make use of it, you're not working make use of your time go use it for the kingdom of God, to grow the kingdom. You can go fishing. And I spent a lot of time in a boat fishing with a guy who became a Christian, and that's, I discipled him in a boat. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with a guy. His name is this Guy. Guy named Guy. Yeah, guy named Guy. But what a great way to do it. Man, we had a good time, and guess what? I had a real captive audience there. You couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> 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 that's the original. Version. Yeah. <laughs> it's it yeah. the best way go. go. It, it works perfectly. <laughs> Let me tell you, be a Fisher Man right there. They're wow. stuck there. And it works good. <laughs> they had to be this. <laughs> <laughs> it works good. But <laughs> well, see, you could go fishing and never do that. Yeah. Or you can go fishing with friends. You can still have those conversations. You can take a, somebody who's not a Christian. Doesn't matter, Christian or non-Christian. You go have those relationships and concepts you grow those build those because that's what you're all about if you're not all about that then that's a different problem but if you if the kingdom of god if the king himself is reigning from inside of us then by all means he didn't do that just to give us let us go do whatever we wanted to go do he did that so that we would serve him as priests serving his will in this world